you seeing what the Lord is doing? <laughs> Hallelujah! Let the redeem of the Lord say so. Oh, no, 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 no. You got, are you guys redeemed? Are you guys, are you born again? Are you redeemed? Has God done anything for you? Hallelujah! Glory be to God. Amen and amen. Praise God. Happy, happy, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Glory to God. We thank God for all of you that are in the sanctuary this morning and for our friends that's watching by streaming. We welcome you. We thank God for you. And we pray that one day and soon and very soon, you will join us in person in the sanctuary. In the name of Jesus, again, we are coming to you from World Outreach Church for All Nations in Lawrenceville, Georgia, where we are building strong families and serving global communities. Amen. I'm excited this morning because really, this last few uh, weeks, thinking back and looking back at what God has done is just absolutely incredible Hallelujah. to understand what God has done what he's doing and what he seeks to do is absolutely mind-boggling. So to remind you again, we are fasting on Thursday and Friday. Water only. You will not die. You've just eaten plenty for Thanksgiving. I hope you had a reserve. You know, like camels, camels are reserved. <laughs> they reserve energy for, for future use. You know, but again, if you have any medical issues, consult your doctors just so you understand that we're not trying to kill anybody. We're just trying to get us all in shape for what God is doing in the future. And we prayed on Friday night at 8 p.m. Powerful Amen. prayer times. I want to encourage you to come to be part of that prayer. Amen. So looking back, looking up, looking forward. Let me go to the scriptures very quickly. Psalms 48, verses 9 through 14 from the Passion Translation. Psalms 48. Verses 9 through 14 from the Passion Translation. That's the TPT. Thank you. Lord, as we worship you in your temple, we recall over and over your kindness to us and your unending love. Think about that. Just think about that. We recall over and over your kindness to us and your unending love. Do you know that that kindness and love brought you here this morning? Many things we do take for granted because we don't pause long enough to think about it. That kindness and that love has provided a meal for you when you go home this afternoon. That kindness and that love has placed a roof over your head. Ah, that kindness and that love is the reason you are not in prison. Oh, many of us have done things for which we could be in a chain gang. Except for God's kindness and it's on, the, on any love. Let me read on. Verse 10. The fame of your name echoes throughout the entire world 
accompanied with praises, your right hand is full of victory. So let the people of Zion rejoice with gladness. In case you don't know, you are a people of, of Zion. <laughs> In case you don't know where you are from, you are a people of Zion. Let the daughters of praise leap for joy, for God will see to it that you are judged fairly. Circle Zion. In other words, take a walk around Zion. Count her towers. Consider her walls. Climb her palaces. And then go and tell the coming generation of the care and compassion of our God. Oh my goodness. I'm going to come back to that in a second. Give me verse, verse 13. That's next. Verse 13. Verse 13. Oh, it's, it's combined? Excuse me. Yes! This is our God. Hallelujah. Are you guys didn't hear what I just said? Yes. I didn't just say it. I beat my chest. This is our God. Oh. In case you don't know, this is my father. This is my papa. This is our God. Yeah. Our great God forever. Not just in time, not just for today, not just last week, not just tomorrow, forever. What will he do? He will lead us onward until the end. Through all time, beyond death, and into eternity. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm, I'm ready to go home. Now, let me go back to that verse 12. Because I want you to understand what the psalmist is saying here. He says, circle Zion. Why? What's so significant about Zion? Go to 2 Samuel, chapter 5, verses 6 and 7 in the NLT. Thank you. This is what's significant about Zion. Watch this. David then led his men to Jerusalem to fight against the Jebusites. The original inhabitants of the land who were living there. The Jebusites taunted David, saying, You'll never get in here. Even the blind and lame could keep you out. For the Jebusites had the audacity to think they were safe. There are Jebusites in your life that has camped in your home, in your families, in your businesses. They have camped all around your habitation for years. And they have the audacity to think that they are safe. And they are saying, even the crippled will repair you. That's what they said to David. You, David, the son of Jesse, you will capture Jebu. Do you know Jebu? 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 You will capture Jebu site? Are you, are you kidding me? You know how long we've been here? They were so arrogant, cocky in, the, in, the, in, 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 their, in their human safety. Because this place called the Jebusite 
was the highest pinnacle of Jerusalem. So they had a vantage point of watching all their enemies approach. Before you got there, they already knew you were coming, so they took you out easily. But they did not, they did not contend. They did not figure about David, the son of Jesse. A man of the Spirit, by the Spirit, a man of God's grace, a man walking in God's covenant, they did not factor the David factor. Ah, they will say, we will not come through the natural forces. We will dig a water shaft and come by water. You know what water represents in the scripture? By the Spirit. What am I saying to us? As we look back, yes, there have been difficult times. Yes, there have been challenges. Yes, there has been failures. Yes, there have been shortcomings. There have been many things that happened to us that we did not like, did not enjoy. But I want to say to you, that's not the last chapter of your story. Yeah. Hallelujah! Yeah. The story of your life is still being written. There is no full stop yet. And therefore, I come to announce to you this morning, God is going to give you beauty for ashes. Yeah. All of joy for mourning. The spirit of the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness is coming your way. Why? Because you are the planting of the Lord and you are his righteousness. Hallelujah. Yes. I caught the last 10 minutes of this college football game yesterday. Alabama Christmas Tides and the Auburn Tigers. Now, for a long time, I didn't used to watch college football. Pastor Nee used to tell me, Pastor, you're missing, you don't understand. It's the most exciting thing. Oh, no, no. I said, really? College football? College football? These are college boys. What can they do? <laughs> I was the last 10 minutes yesterday. First of all, the stadium was rocking. 60, 70,000. Oh, what are they smoking? Compared to my, to least outside of Falcons. <laughs> When Lee's team plays this afternoon, they'll be glad to find 20 people in the stadium. And of those 20, three of them are my friends. Back to the same. One minute for the three seconds left in the game, Auburn was leading 10 3. It was hopeless. The 10 minutes are caught, Alabama couldn't do nothing right. Nothing right. I'm saying, wow, this is going to happen? Really? One minute for the three seconds, they had the ball back. Bam, 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 bam. Touchdown. Tied. Tied. For those urban tigers who thought they had won and left the stadium early, they get home to a shocker. Shocker. Because after they tied 10-10, they now went into four overtime sessions. Four, it's never happened before. And at the end, Alabama won the game. 24-22. What am I saying to you? It's not over with you. It's not over. It doesn't matter how much pain you are feeling right now. The story of your life is just getting started. Ha! Hallelujah. God has a plan for your life. Plans of peace and not of evil. To bring you to an expected end and a sure future. Yes. Yes.
Yes. So yes, be in the moment. But understand, God has a plan for you. Don't allow the pain of the moment to swallow the great future that God has for you. Looking back. Now, going on with this message, I said to you last week that looking back is usually for thanksgiving, to give thank, to, to, thanks to God for all the things that's happened. And I'm looking forward, it's an exercise of faith in thanking God in advance, in, in really in believing God by faith for the future as well. So in 2018, uh, sometime in the summer of 2018, I had a breakfast meeting with Bishop Wale Oke and Pastor Crefedola in College Park. We were talking, uh, we were meeting to discuss the installation of a new pastor at New Wine Church in London, England. I'm giving you context for where I'm going. And during the meeting, Pastor Dollar said, you know, he normally doesn't come in on Monday morning. His wife told him not to come, but he came anyway because his broadcast team had made a terrible error that, was, that costed him half a million dollars. And that he had to come in to do his CEO duties. Wow, I said, I sat down and said, CEO, okay, what was he talking about? I know, I know he's a pastor of a church, he has a large ministry, but now he's talking about CEO. Uh, is he changing uh, careers or what? So I asked him, I said, what do, you, what do you mean? He now broke it down for me. He said, I need to pay attention to the day-to-day -day running of the ministry, which is a CEO duty apart from preaching on Sundays and Wednesdays. Wow. Now, why did this impact me? This impacted me personally because up till that moment, I had been feeling very uncomfortable about some things that's happening in the ministry here that I could not articulate, that I did not know exactly where to put. I didn't know exactly, okay, what is this? What's going on? Why is this happening? So when he said that to me, I said, whoa, okay, okay, now I get it. I get it. This is my Waterloo. I blow in and preach on Sundays. We do Bible studies on Wednesday nights. I go to Thailand the next week. I go to Vietnam thereafter. I go to uh, uh, Ghana next. I, I don't want to talk about your nation, your, your place. <laughs> Let me talk about some nice, nice places. I go to Accra, Ghana. I go to, where, where's the, I go to Cameroon. <laughs> places where I will not be kidna kidnapped. So really, the bottom line is, I, 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 I know time is good, I need to, be very, I need to manage my clock well. Where, where. I felt that I was not paying enough attention to the day-to-day -day running of the ministry. So at that point, I met with the elders and told them what I'm telling you now, that I did not feel like I was doing a good job as a CEO. So, Patrice Adams put a plan in place to, uh, to, to fix that. So 2019, okay, let's see how this plan works. By this time, 2019, I'm back to what we're doing. I'm looking back as, okay, Bank, how did you do as a CEO in 2019? True story. I'm what I want to share with you is true. Pastor Ibeke is here, Dr. Onofek is here. I mean, they're all here. I told them. How are you doing in 2019 as a CEO? 
Again, I came up with the grade F. I flunked again. I failed it in 2018. I failed it in 2019. So those of you that failed one or twice, you think you're just, you're not the only one that failed. Welcome to the league of failure. The only challenge is don't fail backwards, fail forward. Amen. Learn something from your failure. Don't allow a failure to arrest you and get you stuck in time. Yes. No, I refuse to get stuck in time. God did not die and raise from the dead to have bank Akimala or you or anybody else get stuck in time. God died, rose again from the dead so that you will have the victory to move forward and conquer places and cleanse things for him. So by 2019, I knew, okay, 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 this plan you put in place is not working. So at that time, I decided we need to bring in what I call an executive pastor. Some call it resident pastor. Other calls it all kinds of names, but praying back and forth, that's what God gave us. And I'll deal with that, I'll just that much later. Okay? That was 2019. So once that decision was made, the next thing I had to do is, okay, now, when this person comes in, will they simply inherit what I've done? Is that what's going to happen? So what did I do? I called Lynette Jackson. Some of you know her. Many of you may not know her because we have not really said anything about this from the pulpit. Lynette, will you stand up? Is she here? Just wave. You guys can look in the back there and see who she, who she is. My wife and I have known the land for 30 years. Only 30 years. <laughs> Only 30 years. We met her when she was marketing director for Pastor Dollar World Changers. Pastor Dollar was trying to write a book. No publisher would touch him. They've never seen or heard this cool shite before. <laughs> Who are die cool shite? <laughs> Nobody would touch him. By God's grace, she devised a plan to get his books published and in bookstores, and the rest is history. In 1990, now I'm telling you this about her because, I, because of what I'm about to say. It's important for me to, to provide the context. That's why the scriptures tell us anytime they're going to introduce a prophet, Isaiah, the son of Amos, the one you don't know where he came from. Jesus, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Entire Matthew chapter 1, totally given to spread degree. Why is that important? Because if you don't know where he came from, you will not respect and appreciate what he brings. That's why when Gift came to the podium the other day, we gave her an introduction. So everybody knows who she is and why she qualifies to be on that platform. So from 1998 to 2017, she began to cut her teeth in TV, media, and marketing. Working for Turner, Turner Broadcasting Network, NBA TV, Weather Channel, and on and on and on. Almost 20 years in that capacity. And then in 2017, she started her own company, ROA, ROA Media Group. ROA is in R-O-A-R Media Group, where she basically helps businesses and ministries as a support to help them plan, strategize, and market whatever it is they, are, they have. And the main focus, really, is called trellis and vines. With trellis is the terminology for the support system that vines need in order to grow. So since then, in December 2019, up till now, she's been working with us. So I call her, I say, listen, Lynette, I'm about to do this. 
I brought her to the office. My wife and I, I can't remember who else was there. And I said, this is what, what I'm about to do. I'm about to bring in on board an executive pastor. I said, but this is the thing. I want this individual to inherit all my strength, but none of my weakness. I said, how can we do that? What do we need to do? That was my question to her. And without blinking, she did not even spend one nanosecond to blink. She said to me, Pastor, we need to do a SWOT analysis. Ah, I said, SWOT analysis? This is things I heard in college 20 years ago. So that's what she said. I said, well, when we do this SWOT analysis, Pastor, yourself and your wife cannot be there to allow the congregation to speak freely so we can really capture the essence of where we are as a ministry. So, my wife and I took a very convenient trip to Accra, Ghana, our favorite spot. <laughs> Charles, I didn't go to your country yet. <laughs> For many of you, you said SWOT. What is SWOT? A SWOT analysis can be applied to organizations or individuals. Okay? And if you can just give me my chart. The S, thank you. That's what SWOT looks, that's what it, that's what it is. Okay? The S, the S stands for strengths, which are the internal factors in which the ministry holds expertise and is doing well. Or it could be an individual. Any area of your strength, the things that you do very well, that's your strength. Weakness, this addresses the internal factors that prevent the ministry from meeting its vision and mission, uh, its vision and mission. O stands for opportunity. The internal or external elements within the ministry's environment that allow it to thrive. Threats, internal or external factors that can jeopardize the ministry. And by the way, these full notes are available after the service online. I have revised this thing, I don't know how many times since I gave it to them. So just so you know, if you want to have the, the one I'm speaking from, you can only get it. Uh, I'm not sure online, I think they're gonna have to talk to Revelation Walker. Admin, whatever, the whatever. At, yes. Admin at workfriendusa.org. Yeah, there'll be one that'll be on the website, but I'm saying to you the revised one. Because I tweak, I tweak, I tweak, I tweak until the time to deliver it. Now, some of you are saying, oh, wait a minute, SWOT analysis, are we back in college? This is a church, why are we doing this? Really? Jesus, and I will not go to the, to the charts because I want to move to get to my point. Jesus did SWOT analysis on the seven churches of Asia Minor. Did you know that? He did. To the church at Ephesus, he addressed them, Revelation chapter 2. In verses 2, 3, and 6, it gave us their strength. Let me read it to you. I won't, well, I won't read it. Well, let me read it. To the church at Ephesus, this is what it says. I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have, uh, you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and found them to be liars. You have persevered and have patience, and have labored for my name's sake, and have not become weary. But this you have that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I do hate. So, so to the church at Ephesus, he gave them, he said, this is your strength. Then he talked about their weakness. 
said, nevertheless, Revelation 2.4, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Opportunities to them, he says, he who has an ear, let him hear. I will give to, to him who overcomes, I will give to it from the tree of life, which is in the midst of Brazil. So on and on and on. If you read the whole, I don't want to go through all of it. The entire chapters 2 and 3 of Revelation. Jesus sat and gave a SWOT analysis of all seven churches. The only church there that did not have a weakness is the church at Philadelphia. But the rest of them, they had strengths, they had weaknesses, they had opportunities, and they had threats. So for us at work fine, looking back, give me the chart now, let's look back, let's look at what we discovered when we did the SWOT analysis for us at Workfront. And by the way, over 50 of you were invited to that session in January 2020. And to my record, about 29 or 30 of you attended it and gave this feedback. So what I'm reading to you today, I didn't make it up. That's what you said to us. Let's just get that on the table. So I've made a chart here to compare the early church and work fine. The early church, their strength, they had God's covenant and the power of the Holy Spirit. At work fine, this is what you said. You said the word is strong, number two, that worship is good. Number three, that there's missions involvement. Number four, that we're a celebratory church. And number five, a loving community. That was what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Ten instruments, ten string instruments. <laughs> Weakness. W. For Israel and the early church, it was their propensity for idolatry. God can move powerful among them, and next thing you know, they have a calf. Okay? How about work fine? The youth and children's ministry, the women's ministry, small groups. Inadequate staffing and acquisition of technology. Opportunities. Oh, the early church, they knew they were called to be witness to surrounding nations. That's why God planted Israel in the midst of nations. Ezekiel chapter 5, verse 5. Also, at work friend. Opportunity. We need to know who we are, we need to understand our identity. First in God and in the diversity of what God has given us. Two, we need to take advantage and revamp our guest program. Number three, we need to develop and capitalize on our community outreach. Number four, is that it? Oh, okay. Threats, ah, this is a biggie. For the early church, remember Haman's plan to destroy Israel in the book of Esther? And for the early church, the hypocrisy of Peter in Galatia, Galatia chapter 2, which was ultimately resolved in Acts 15. For warfare, let me say this as I move on to this point. There are times when your weaknesses, if it's not addressed in time, becomes a threat. How many churches had to close up as a result of COVID? 
Why? Because they had no digital presence. And quite honestly, as you saw it on our weakness, we were weak in the acquisition of technology. We lagged capital L, capital A, capital G, another capital G, capital E, capital D. We lagged behind in the acquisition of technology. COVID put a fire behind our bosom that if you don't wake up, you sleep forever. <laughs> no, seriously. Seriously. I can't tell you how many blogs I read and get about churches that just disappeared. Can you imagine if you did not have a digital process or platform to receive offerings during COVID? You're gone. You're gone. Okay. So the threat to us, technology, website, social media. That threat still exists. Because this technology is moving at a rapid pace. You spend $20,000 $20, today, and three months later, they come and tell you they need something. I say, are you guys crazy? <laughs> you need what? Because you think that 20000 should cover everything for the next three years. Not so with technology. I'm constantly scratching my head on that. But you know it, because you're always updating your phone. Why do, why do you do that? Why are you not using your phone from three years ago, or five years ago, or 10 years ago? It still works. We have enough common sense to know if you don't update, you stagnate. But when you come to church, ah, God is all right, we'll manage it. <laughs> we manage it. So this right. Number two. Ah, this, this, this is a biggie. We found out that our leadership culture was in cliques. We had the GPO, GOP clique and the them clique. You know what I mean. They're not actually GOP, but that's just my, that's the best that's the best way to vocalize it. If you like IBK, you guys belong in one place. If you don't like him, you become the other place. That is crazy. That should never be mentioned up in any church. But that's what you said to us. Number three threat: declining membership. Number four: finance. Yes. We're looking back. Now, remember, we're looking back with Thanksgiving. Because again, the challenge is if you look back, or rather, if you, if you don't learn from your mistakes, if you don't learn from where you are, then the, the failure can become permanent. But when you are learning and moving and making adjustments based on what you know, based on the revelation that you have, then it's a totally different thing. So now I've given you work fine SWAT. So you're sitting there and say to me, okay, Pastor, all, right, all of this grammar, what does, what does this got to do with me? Let me tell you what's got to do with you. I said to you at the beginning that a SWOT analysis is not just for ministries or organizations alone, it's also for individuals. My challenge to us as we live today, and I'm going to come back and talk more later about other things, but for today, what would your personal SWOT look like? We've heard what it looks like for Ephesus. What Jesus did. We've been through what the sword looks like for work fine and early church. How about you? What are your strengths? 
What are your weaknesses? What are the opportunities that God has placed before you, even now? And what are the threats to your family, to your business, to your uh, corporation? Whatever you are doing, what is it? We can use SWOT personally for, in two great ways. Number one, it's a great tool for career growth opportunities. Confucius said this in a quote, do a job you love and you never have to work a day in your life. Did you all hear that? Do a job you love and you never have to work a day in your life. I used to tell my wife that all the time when I'm watching all these uh, football analysts. These guys get on TV and just analyze this game. I said, man, this, uh, and you can, they're laughing. They're, I said, these guys are having a ball. And fools like me are paying them to do so. <laughs> they're having a great day. Why? They are doing something that they love. And they are being paid, compensated heavily. So Confucius is saying to us, when you find and do what you love, you go to work and it's like you're not working. You're still playing. I said, those guys, sometimes the TV will capture their, their legs and they're wearing sneakers. And they wear suit and tie and they're wearing sneakers. <laughs> you can tell, I mean, they're just, they're just having a good time. Yeah. Do a job you love and you never have to work a day in your life. The tricky part of that is finding a job that you love that matches your skill set and still pays well. Yeah. That's why you need a SWOT. This is where the personal SWOT analysis comes in handy. What are my strengths? What are the things I like to do? What are the opportunities out there that matches my strength? What's the weakness? What, area, what, what are the areas of my life that needs tweaking in order to take advantage of what God is doing or what God has gifted me? What can possibly be a threat to this move I'm about to make. So each one of us can definitely do a personal sort. For your strengths, you ask the question, what are my strengths? And how do you maximize these strengths? How? You need to be able to define that. For your weaknesses, you need to ask yourself the question, what are my weaknesses? How do you minimize them? You may say, some of us may say, you know, my weakness is I just love to sleep. 15 hours a day sleep is not enough. When 15 hours roll over, just roll on the other side and say, okay, yeah. <laughs> you sleeping like that? You're going to have, you're gonna, <laughs> that weakness will become a threat. that will stop you. <laughs> no, no, but on a serious note, you need, to, you need to define these things because we all know what they are. You do not need a prophet to tell you that. You know the areas where the enemy bites you at your heel day after day after day after day. So the question is, as this year rolls to an end, what are you going to do about it in 2022? Are you going to carry over these areas of weaknesses that you've not addressed for years 
come into a sanctuary December 31st, New Year's Eve, and hey, hallelujah, thank God I made it another year. What for? Well, because the enemy just said, okay, you can shout. When you leave the sanctuary, I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting. What are the opportunities that you have? How are you capitalizing on that opportunity? Pastor Lani was telling me what he shared with a gift based on what uh, the conversation they've had and based on the gift that she has, how she should hone the gift, develop the gift. And once that gift is developed, she can monetize it. That's an opportunity to use that gift to be monetized so she does not do nine to five any longer. But these things don't just happen. There must be an intentional deliberation saying, okay, 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 God, why did you put me here? All these nice things I know how to do. What, 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 what do you want to do? What, how do you want to see this unnest for the good of your kingdom? And of course, the threats. What are they? And how do you reduce them? So for example, for example, like I said, we can use this as a career growth opportunity. And for our younger people, it's, it's the same thing. You want to go to college. You want to go to college. How, how, how are you going to determine what you want to do? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Okay, I know. Okay, let me. When I was in high school, when I was in school, like you guys say, let me tell you right now my weakness. Mathematics out of the window. <laughs> Physics out of the window. Chemistry, I'm limping. <laughs> so, what, so, so, what, by the time you remove calculus, you remove uh, physics, you remove uh, what is left? <laughs> and physical education. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying to you, you need to be intentional. Listen, you need to know what, what are my strengths? Oh, I like to play with computer. So, okay, I have an inclination towards IT. Okay, you're going to go to college. Okay, all right. What are your weaknesses? Well, I don't like, I don't like literature. I don't like uh, history. I mean, you, you, you find out what your strengths are. You find out what your uh, weaknesses are. And then you say, okay, with the strengths that I have, what are the opportunities that are there? For you younger people, listen, don't make the mistakes we made. When we just went to college with the eyes closed. Like, 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 like Las Vegas, we're rolling the dice, okay. I, I, I like this teacher, okay, I'll turn the class. You get a degree, you can't get a job. Because nobody's looking for what you went to study. You're on your own. Unless you start your own company. Do a SWOT. Parents, make them do it. Determine their strengths, their weaknesses, the opportunity, potential for what they are strong in, and what are the threats. Threat number one, young girl, don't get pregnant in school. That's an easy abolition of a career. End of story. You finish. Now, really, to be honest, you are not finished, but it's a big bump. So even though I was saying that in jest, it's not the end of your life, no. Because children are heritage of the Lord our God, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. So let's get that straight. But what I'm saying is it detours you. Four-year college easily becomes 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want that. 
And for the young man, stay from dope. Stay from dope. Stay away from it. Yeah. Or maybe in your terminal they don't smoke, though maybe it's crack. Whatever it is, those things are major threats. Stay away from them. So do a partner sort for yourself, for your children. Number one is a career growth opportunity to help you know that. And secondly, secondly, I'm very majorly, it's a good tool to make spiritual assessment. I cannot tell you how incredibly frustrating it is to see human beings whom Jesus loves, for whom he died, went to the grave, rose again from the grave to give us victory, and they cannot buy victory. It was on sale for 50 cents at Walmart. Because they refused to take this seriously. What is your strength? You are born again. You are a child of God. You have God's covenant of grace on your side. But what's the weakness? I don't like to read my Bible. I don't like to pray. You are talking about fasting? It's only for the prophets. <laughs> That's a weakness. That easily translates into carnality. And we know what God says about carnality. But what I'm just saying to us this morning, don't just, don't just co come to church week after week after week, breathe day after day after day after day, and continue to carry these liabilities forward. Stop it. Take your life seriously. More so, take what God has intended for you that seriously that you do something about it. It's not just work for it's me, it's you, all of us, we need to do this. Determine your strength, your weakness. What are the opportunities that God has in store for you? What are you doing to capitalize on those opportunities? What are you doing? The year is about to be over. And this is why we are doing this. We are looking back. This is the reason. We are taking inventory of everything. The ministry and us. And of course, you need to look, what are the threats? What are the threats? Some of us men, the threat is huh, any woman on two legs. Whether they are my wife or not my wife, if I, see, if I just see a woman, ha, it's a serious problem. Keeping our pants on may be a problem. Maybe you shouldn't wear pants, maybe you just wear a robe, you just put a robe on yourself. I'm serious, listen. Whatever the threats are, identify them. and put a plan in place to reduce those threats. To make sure, to minimize those threats. To make sure that those threats do not cause you to stumble on your way to the victory that God already has secured for you. Let's rise to our feet. Another important threat that I really think we should consider for some of us is resisting, you can see if you need to is resisting, or rather refusing to accept or resisting God's narratives about our lives. That's a serious threat. 
if I'm having my own opinion, and I think my opinion is above or more important than what God has said about the situation, that's a threat. That's a threat. So I want us to pray. I want us to pray. I do not want us to go back to 2022 carelessly without addressing the things that can become a stumbling block. I don't want us to do that. I don't want us to do that. And for those of you at home, I want, us to, I want you guys to join us in prayer as well. If you feel this morning that there are weaknesses and threats in your life for which you need a prayer of agreement to overcome, I want you to come now. I want you to come now. If you sense, thank you dear, any weaknesses in your life that you are tired, I'm sick of tired, sick and tired, of continuing to carry over. Let's address them. Let's trust God for it. Let's trust God for it. Is there anybody else? Pastor John, can you help me here with these young girls? I, I really want you to hear my heart this morning. I'm concerned for all of us, including myself, and I just don't want us to continue to limp. Now, remember what I read, the scripture I read at the beginning. God is continuing to walk to bring us a place of peace, of joy, of satisfaction. So your current state today is not your lasting, never-ending state. The book of your life is still being written. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Father, I just want to thank you for the incredible privilege that we have in you. We thank you for your many benefits. We thank you, Lord God, and we bless you for forgiving our iniquities, for healing our diseases, for redeeming our souls from destruction, from, for crowning us with your tender loving kindness. We thank you for renewing our youth as the eagles, for satisfying our mouth with good things. We thank you. We also understand, Lord God, that while we slept, the enemies have planted some tears. And so this morning, we want to uproot everything that you've not planted. In the name of Jesus, those weaknesses and those tendencies that seem to trip us, God, we receive your grace we receive your enablement to overcome every last one of them in the name of Jesus. That those threats, that threaten to miscarry our future, that threaten to miscarry our destiny, we call into account right now. In the name of Jesus, 
we receive the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said that the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the spirit of sin and death. And we receive that right now for every member of this congregation, for those that's watching us by television, and for those that are here right here at the altar. Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we excel, we progress, we are moving forward in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We embrace it, we receive it, we thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Mm.